0: it's vital now more than ever that that we try to at least go in our backyards get some fresh air you know it's just it's so important to take care of ourselves now it really is
1: Welcome everyone. I recorded this episode on March 25th and waited until April 11th to write this introduction. The coronavirus appears to have peaked in New York. In Ohio, we're still under a stay-at-home with the peak anticipated by the time this episode airs. We're all dealing with the stress of the unknown and being self-isolated for over a month. We're getting a little stir-crazy, I believe. Well, at least I know that I am. And thinking about how I can provide an alternative method for dealing with the stress, I've decided to reach out to experts to help us all deal with this stress related to COVID-19. Now, my guest today is Kay Francis, and she's a friend of this podcast. I interviewed her in Season 1, Episode 97, wow, back in April 9th, 2018. Kay is a professional keynote speaker, humorist, and the author of the book, The Funny Thing About Stress, A Seriously Humorous Guide to a Happier Life. Now, we've all heard that laughter is one of the best coping mechanisms in dealing with stress. In an article published by the Mayo Clinic in April of 2019 titled, Stress Relief from Laughter? It's No Joke. When it comes to relieving stress, more giggles are just what the doctor ordered. The article states that short-term benefits from laughter are it helps to stimulate many organs, activate and relieve your stress response, and soothe tension. Long-term benefits are improve your immune system, relieve pain, increase personal satisfaction, and improve your mood. This article describes what Kay believes is the benefit of humor during these times. We discuss COVID-19 as it existed up to March 25th, and Kay provides sound advice on how to deal with the stress, and she will make you laugh. You just can't help it. I had a number of belly laughs during this interview. So before we get to the interview and the belly laughs and the great advice,
2: just a couple of housekeeping items. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritis, LLC, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders, a story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and certified speaking professional delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in person, and on site at your location or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and/or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat our workshop.
1: Now, let's get to the interview with Kay Francis. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, man, when well, we need a dose of humor, and we need a dose of humor now. We need a dose of some, some lighthearted, funny, how to deal with all this stress. So I've got a special guest for you, my guest today, and she is now a second-time return Uh, Guest on my podcast, the very funny Kay Francis, and welcome Kay.
0: Hey, thank you, Peter. I'm so happy you're 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 out here fighting the good fight. I think we should probably tell people the date in case they catch this later. That we are, yeah, what we're dealing with. And
1: today's March 25th, 2020, and we're in the midst of the COVID 19, the coronavirus, and everything about that. We're at the I don't know, we're, and here in Ohio, we're the shelter-at-home
0: order. Yes, that's a nice way of saying quarantine, but... You know. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: It's a nice way you of mean, saying you know, quarantine.
0: They just didn't want to say, you're not allowed to leave your house. But, oh, Peter, I got to tell you, I had a, I did have to go out, and I did have to go get medication, and also the grocery, and maybe the post office. Okay, I had a few things. Maybe they weren't right. 100% essential. I probably shouldn't admit this, but I, I am practicing social distancing, washing my hands, all that. But I pulled out of my driveway and there's a police officer. I'm sure he just happened to be going my way, but I felt like I was 18 and I just had a half a quart of vodka. <laughs> I was driving. And then when I pulled into the pharmacy, he kind of veered off the other way. He go, oh, okay. She's going to the pharmacy. She's okay. And I, I'm, tell, I'm sure that he had other things to think about whether I was out of my house in my car, but I just got that feeling. But wow, it's, still, it's really a mandate for us in Ohio it, and the US of a.
1: It It is. My my wife works in social services, and uh, on Monday she worked from home, but they said that we, you know, we're still essential businesses. And by the way, we we would like you to come in for a few hours, and, and and she did. And when she came, she was I got a letter now. And if I get pulled over by the police, I just show them this letter.
0: Wow. That yeah, it really makes me funny. As a funny motivational speaker, it's I always thought that my work's so important, but apparently I'm not, a, not essential. And that, <laughs> that could wear on you. Like, you know what? The world doesn't need me. But I disagree. I think they need not me necessarily, but they need the message that we give probably now more than ever.
1: Absolutely, and that's why I wanted to have you on this podcast. Uh, and, and you are the author, The Funny Thing About Stress, A Seriously Humorous Guide to a Happier Life. Well, if there's that time, we need we need some funny. And well, we're I all dealing with say, this stress.
0: Yes, and Peter, my, I have had my own message tested for myself more since this broke. Uh, what, what are we at, two weeks now? Then, yes. uh, you know, it, it's easy in good times to say that we need to do these things. But when you begin to get scared, you begin to face literal life and death situations for a lot of people. And what the one thing we're all dealing with is the unknown. And that can wear on you, that can cause so much stress because we simply do not know when we're going back to work. We don't know when we are going to be free to move about like we used to. We don't know what's going to happen with the economy. These are real life and death situations. This isn't just, oh, gee, I wonder if my 401k went down a few dollars. It isn't that. It's people are scared and it's the unknown that makes it worse than anything. And listen, I'm not I'm susceptible to this the same as everybody else. So over the past, uh, what is it, 10 days now we've been quarantined?
1: Uh, maybe basically stay at home this week, but then we were reduced to maybe no more than 10 people in a gathering. We went from like oh,
0: yeah, it is, uh, yeah, it's, 50 to yes. 100
1: to 10 to stay at home, right?
0: Yes. So it's it's been a struggle. I mean, I'll just tell you, I my my rug was just pulled out from under me like we all are. Um uh, all of my work for March and April was canceled. May, I don't even know. And this is our busy season as speakers. But I don't want to talk about me and my woes because you know the truth is, regardless of the nature of the stress, the, the ways to handle them are the same. And we're going to kind of focus on the humor. This is, what we're going through is similar to going through the death of a family. I just read a really interesting article about grief. And I realized that I couldn't pinpoint what I was feeling, especially this first four or five days but we're all feeling loss, mm-hmm. loss of life as we understand it, loss of our freedom, loss of security, loss of knowing what's going to happen next. And that's what happens when, like, say, a loved one sur- uh, sur- suddenly dies. Mm-hmm. So the principles of laughter and humor, its you don't laugh your way through something like this. You have to go through the steps. But I've always said, even in grief, that laughter should be in the toolbox. And when those gifts Gifts of laughter come up because I do believe laughter and humor are a gift. Take them and run with you. Now, I'm on social media. I try to post fun and funny whenever I can. And a lot of people are. Have you seen more toilet paper jokes <laughs> in your entire life? And that's how we cope. That's how right. we get through. You know, it's just, no, we're not laughing every second. But by golly, we've got to continually work to keep our mindset on on optimism and on keeping our sense of humor absolutely as much as possible. And people have been so creative. People everywhere are posting videos of things they're doing in quarantine. That, I mean, just regular folks that maybe aren't funny for a living are much funnier than what I've been able to come up with. And it's just, you know, it spurred people's creativity, but it's survival. That's how we get through this. Because if we let these negative emotions continue to pull us down, pull us down, First of all, we're going to get sick because right. that's what right. happens. Absolutely. And now more than ever, we have to keep our immune system up. And and studies have shown that the, even a spirit of optimism, humor, and all that, that people that have that over people that don't have better heart health, a stronger immune system, and a decreased risk of stroke. So this is science. This is science, baby.
1: This is science. And by the way, the audience, when I asked uh, Kay if she'd be on my podcast, she said, absolutely, for two rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> So I, I hope I hope they were delivered in time that before the well, show.
0: Well, you know, the <laughs> postage alone was, you know, but you know, because it was, I think you insured it for like a thousand dollars.
1: Absolutely, I mean, that's yeah. That, people find all that stuff these days.
0: <laughs> and, and Peter said, "You know, well, okay, tell the truth. I asked for four, and you negotiated <laughs> on it too. because, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not famous. Let's get real here.
1: <laughs> and, and I have a 19 year old son, so that was well, not.
0: there. there was, you go.
1: And and the other thing about, you know, here's what, we are now being asked to work from home. Yes. And and when all this happened, you you know, so today I only have one FTE here, my son, and and tomorrow I'll have two. And if this by Friday, I'm going to put them both on warning. I want to have to write them up. I mean, they he, they <laughs> sleep too late. They're, 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 I ask, I delegate. They don't even do anything. They just sit around eating bonbons and watching Alan. I I got to put them on, uh, you know, performance warning. I believe.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. And for a lot of us, I mean, we're speakers, but when we're not speaking, we do work from home. Right. So this isn't. A- Terribly new, except that we're in this strange time. The last thing people want to hear from is, Hey, would you like me to speak at your gig? They're like, We don't even know if there will be a, a conference. We don't know. And I let that freak me out for a while, but I have to walk my own talk. And really, I seek out whenever I feel my mood start to dip because I can't live there. It's okay to visit there. But don't mm-hmm. live there. When your mood starts to dip, you start to feel sad and depressed. Don't go eat up your two weeks of rations in one day. That isn't going to... That's a short-term fix that makes you feel worse in the long run. Find some funny people. And it's so funny. When you know. When I go on YouTube, and I'm sure it's true with everybody, they give suggested videos based on what you watch. Right. And I like to watch some news, but I've gotten to where I have really stepped away from yeah. it. Because yeah. there's too much. We don't know. We still don't know. And so they're not telling us much. And I have relatives that will text me when the governor does something new. So so how it affects me, I will find out. I don't have to watch it and get depressed. So it's so funny. The YouTube will pop up and it'll be like funny cat videos, the <laughs> news. And I start weighing out. I go, no, I'm going for the funny cats. You know, that's a choice that we make to choose to find something that's going to uplift our mood as opposed to something that's going to bring us down. Frankly, it's probably going to bring you down. And you're not going to learn anything new, really.
1: And you are a very funny person. And what, what if what if this, I'm, I, this is, an idea just came to What if uh, a, a company contacted you or, or, or you knew of a company that were doing, I don't know, they finally said, yeah, we go get our people together on a conference call and, and we just want to make it uplifting and make them feel better. Would Can could we include you in that at, at, and, and, uh, at no cost right now? And then maybe we'll, something will happen after the like, fact. Would you jump all over that?
0: Oh, well, I hate to put out into the, <laughs> the entire world. Hey, I'm here. I'm available. <laughs> <and> I'm free. <laughs> no, I have. I, this is. Listen, this is the one way that I can serve. And, you know, when you take your mind off yourself and your troubles. And by the way, let me intervene. I realize I'm not hilariously funny on this thing. I, and I and I just. I'm I'm speaking more from how to use humor than right. being hilariously funny, so I I apologize to your listeners if they thought you know that Chris Rock was going to be on today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's not it's um I'm serving wherever I can. I had a call today at noon. I have a friend, a, a speaker friend that did a spoof Zoom call, and I played myself, which is Aunt Kay. <laughs> exaggerated and what it was they're having a business zoom call discussing using zoom in business i pop in with the wrong i had the wrong number and i'm like you know i'm looking at the screen and the buttons it's the first time on zoom i'm like hey how you doing guys oh my god i can't see anybody where are you Oh, well, listen, I'll talk for a few minutes and you guys come in. And I just went on on just stupid aunt stuff, you know, like, hey, I dropped some three bean soup off on your porch like a half hour ago. I didn't knock because I don't know where your hands have been. I'm not touching your doorknob. So, but it's out there. Don't let it go bad because, you know, supplies are tough these days. And so I, I'm actually am an Aunt Kay and I am kind of, you know, like that with my relatives, my little millennial nieces. And we we I, I had a ball with it. And so it was really fun to kind of do an imposter into somebody else's Zoom call.
1: So will that be on YouTube soon? I,
0: I think it's um yeah, I I she'll post it somewhere. I will probably post it on my feed as well. So Okay,
1: got it. Uh, and and please, for, for the you listeners, please follow Kay on uh, you're a lot I know you're a lot I follow you on Facebook a lot. Uh where else are you uh um I do media?
0: have a YouTube channel, so if people want to see some some truly funny videos. And I listen, I say that because I've earned it. I started doing stand-up comedy 35 years ago. What I'm not so funny at sitting here in front of my computer with just my friend here. <laughs>
2: I am funny on
0: stage. And so <laughs> if somebody wants to see, I've got some some songs I do. And so it's K Francis and it's spelled with an dot e, com. So you can go to my website. Uh, Facebook, I'm very active on not so much the others and not cause I'm old. It's just, <laughs> it's hard to keep up with them all. And I just have gotten the most okay. response on Facebook. So that's what I kind of go with. So
1: you posted a really nice blog yesterday, which, which oh, kind of what we're talking about right now, about how you struggled at first with this and you had to walk your talk and, and it's like, you know, we can't change anything and, and we've just got to keep moving forward.
0: That's it, and we all know we need to do. It's those little things. It's social distancing. It's, uh, you know. I've always washed my hands. I don't understand this whole. All of a sudden, this is something new for people. Apparently but we know so. it is. <laughs> yeah, you've got your purell there. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, you know, it's it's. Um, in fact, if you've done any healthcare conferences and you're in the in the room, you know, in the restroom with nurses. I mean, it's like it takes forever because they're washing and like they're scrubbing in for surgery, you know, and, you know, you're supposed to do it to the happy birthday song twice. Well, I got really tired of like, happy birthday, dear knuckles. I mean, who do you even sing to, you know? (laughs) So and with with all this, now I do the album cut of In a Gata De Vida. Younger people don't know that it's 17 minutes long. So (laughs) just make your song a little longer. (laughs) She said she's not funny. All right, listen, and, and if you want to do some new song, oh, I could do Billie Eilish, okay? I'm a bad guy. <laughs> so, see, you can do a newer song or you can do Lizzo. I, I do my hair, toss, check my nails, baby, how you feeling? So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 once again. Da, 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 <laughs> hair, toss, check my nails, baby, how you feeling?
1: Oh my gosh. And she thinks she's not funny on my podcast love you
0: anymore. <laughs> Just walk your fine self out that door. <laughs> and she can sing who knew? Uh, who who knew?
1: <laughs> who, who knew? Who knew? So what do you hear from some of your other folks how how they are dealing with what's happening today?
0: You know, it's interesting. People deal with stress in so many different ways. I have a couple of speaker friends that it was like uh, okay, this is awful. This is bad. Bam. They put their heads down and went right to work. I mean, they already had things that they were working on, online courses and all this stuff. And they like, it was amazing, really just went to work. Other people were uh, frozen, you know, just shell shock. Not sure what's happening. What, what do I do now? And for someone like me, that's a live speaker, I'm not set up for all this Zoom stuff. I mean, I do Zoom calls I do podcasts, you know, it's not that and I know how to do it. I'm not that technology challenge, but it's like, uh, it, when you're used to doing one thing, you've gone all in,
1: yeah.
0: it's hard to, to make a switch because you can't just switch that fast. But I'm being forced to, I actually have a virtual conference I'm doing. It was supposed to be May the 8th and it's huge, 2,500 people. And it was going to be a closing keynote. Now they're doing the whole conference, a four-day virtual conference. Can you imagine?
1: A four-day virtual conference?
0: A four-day virtual conference.
1: Are you still the closing keynote?
0: I guess so. We have a call on Friday and I'll learn more about it. But at first I freaked out a little. And then I thought, I- I'm going to embrace the challenge here. I will find a way to do this, to get my message across and make it fun and funny and engaging. I'm, g- I'm just going to have to learn you know, what system they have, obviously. Obviously. I don't have anything where I can host 2,500 people. So I'm sure they'll have all that in place. And um, and you just make it work. Again, if you look at change as an adventure, yeah, that was my mindset, my tweak. I was like, instead of dreading this and being, oh, but I'm a keynote speaker, I'm this, I'm that. And on these ideas, we get stuck about ourselves. If we will just look at this, all these changes we're going through as an adventure. And what I'm noticing, and I'm sure you are too, Peter, as are your listeners, those are the people handling this the best. Instead of just let, just falling apart over it, just falling apart. I don't know what to do. I can't work from home. I don't know what's happening. And there again, we. my goodness, my problems are small. And I think of the healthcare workers that are literally going in there every day with not enough equipment and dealing with this. really, my, Mine are really first world problems at this point. They're my problems. So I think we have to acknowledge our own problems. I mean, be, be serious about them. But truthfully, I'm fine. I'm going to eat the same tomorrow either way. My lights come on. I'm fine for a while. You know, I, I'm I'm really pretty fortunate. So that's another thing, you know, stopping and counting our blessings and having gratitude about what we do have. That that mindset.
1: Having gratitude and serving others, I think is important in this time. Uh, and, and we have we have a voice, we have a pl- platform. We, we can we can help serve other people as well as, you know, count I mean, our right, count our blessings and, and 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 help those who might not have the same blessings that we have. And, and also, I, I, so I've self-quarantined myself since I got back from Winter Conference because I, I had a, I had a horrible non-coronavirus, but I was sick for two weeks. I'm a type yeah, one. Don't you love the
0: way we had, to, it, it wasn't coronavirus. Yeah, 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 I was it, sick. was
1: Yeah, because yeah, my mother's listening to this. It's, it wasn't the coronavirus. But I was <laughs> sick like a dog for two weeks and I'm a type one diabetic. So I said, I'm really so I started social distancing when I started feeling better and I've been out of this house twice. Wow. Yeah. And but I'm 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 used to at times working in, in this environment. I'm comfortable in a virtual world. And that's how I've tried to help serve is I've contacted some not-for-profits who who have now been forced to do this. And I know they don't have the budget, but they still have to have these meetings and stuff. And I'm trying to help them navigate with Zoom and, and to so they can have staff meetings, so that, so they can communicate and, and 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 still be able to connect with people versus being fearful of the technology.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, to answer your question from earlier, I think I kind of went off on a tangent. But yes, I do want to serve. I do want to use my humor and the tips that I can offer. I'm on the path with everybody else. This isn't me at the top of the mountain saying, hey, I've got it all figured out. Come join me. The only reason I'm a tiny bit reluctant is I'm just getting all this figured out and getting comfortable with Zoom and, and all these new tools that... I kind of know because I've always had Zoom calls and that kind of thing, but I'm learning. I'm, I'm watching webinars. And that's another thing. While people have more time, learn new things. I you know, I have been watching all sorts of uh, demonstrations, again, on doing virtual presentations right, and things right. I'm interested in. I found that for a minute there, I was like, feeling like, oh, I ought to do this. i ought to do that. I was watching my speaker friends online course. This, that, and that. Well, that isn't what I do. We right. have to stay within our sphere. Right. Because it's gonna take time. It takes time to learn something new and to be good at it. And you'll get frustrated otherwise frustrated otherwise. Well, if I go, Oh, I'll do a podcast, I'll do a Zoom call. Well, unless you really dig in on you, you've dug into it and made a very good a very good success of this. You, you are ready before this yeah. hit. Look at you all up and running, <laughs> got his microphone, his headphones, and yeah. you know, you've already done tons and you you know, you're all over the world. So it's you are already ready for this, but I can't scramble around and try to throw something together because right. first of all that's panic and fear based and I don't right. think you get a good result from that. So I kind of go from where i'm from where I'm sitting, and actually presenting for, virtually, I have to do it because I'm being challenged to do it, but it's fascinating to me, and I think i could I think I could use the medium. I just have to learn it, so I've got all this stuff I have a green screen on order and lights, and unfortunately, everybody else is, so they're not going to get here until April twenty first so you know. <laughs>
1: So I, I will say this again, I, I, I said this in the email, if I can help you with any of this technology stuff about Zoom or anything, all you have to do is ask. I, I, I'd, be, I'd love to help.
0: And, I appreciate that.
1: And, and, and two, well, yeah, I love the aspect of learn something new because I, I'm a Greek American and my Greek is limited to just to the bad words, the cuss words my grandmother used to teach <laughs> me. So about a month ago, uh, Rosetta Stone had a super offer for a lifetime subscription and I bought it. And I've been teaching myself
0: Greek. That's awesome.
1: It, well, it helps. I, I spend a half an hour a day doing it. Like I said, it takes time. I, I don't. I'm not going to be fluent and speak at a thousand miles an hour. But I'm not telling anybody. I know. I, I. I don't think my family listens to me anymore on this podcast. So
0: I'm <laughs> any secrets? Uh,
1: but I started like, what else can I do? What, what can I learn? And I, I ended up learning more about Zoom than I ever thought. It's just. It's also a time to. To soak it all in, so do things you always had, you've wanted to do, but never had the time. Because now we have the time to do it. That's right.
0: When we're gripped with fear, and what I went through for those first few days after, which was, I guess, a form of shock, a form of grief. And we go through the grief stages and not necessarily in order, but you finally get to acceptance where you're like, you know what, I, I can't control this. And this is not to say that I won't fall back. Again, two step forward, one step back. I'll have my moments. I just know me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just something you work on, you know, uh, you have awareness of. But it, it's, it, is, it can be an opportunity. In adversity, and sometimes it's so hard to see. And again, my problems are not like everybody else's. It doesn't matter. The principles are the same. I don't care how serious the problem is. I have gone through serious things. I just not now. I was one of the mother's caregiver, you know, and mm, going yeah. through absolute life and death situations. Right. These principles held more then than ever. So it's not like I'm, you know, flipping about this. Like, oh, well, I don't have a very big problem. so it works for me. It works for everyone. It doesn't matter. Ask anybody that works in hospice ask anybody that works in healthcare no. humor it matters and keeping your your mood up and looking at adversity as an opportunity or finding those little nuggets and you know in these kind of times people rise up to we we've all seen the unfortunate situations of of people hoarding and i just heard something about doctors that are writing out 400 pills of some Drug that you know. I mean, uh, it brings uh, out the best and the worst of human nature, unfortunately. But look for the best. There's people all around doing absolutely heroic things, and they're amazing and they're inspiring. It's yeah you know, some know, people run out, healthcare people run in. There are new heroes. I really am convinced of that. Right.
1: They they, they run toward the the issue, not away from the that's issue. right. But I, I think you know, I, I rebranded this podcast a while ago to change your mindset, and that's really what this is. Is it's to ch- it's, it's a we know it's out We know we can't control it, but it's change the attitude towards it.
0: That's it. That's all we can control yeah. most of the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. The space between our ears. And, yes. And but our our bodies are wired that when bad things happen, we tend to have those negative thoughts. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, and not only that, I read an excellent study that they did that we are actually wired for pessimism. Yes, because back in the in the early, in our early stages, you know, say the caveman days, optimists didn't make it. It was the pessimists <laughs> going, What well, are we going to eat tomorrow?" Optimists were like, "Ah, eh, you know, bear will come along. I'm not going to worry about it." Really, I mean, if you had a rosy, optimistic view of the world, say so we are viewed for we are wired for survival, which makes us look. For the you know, like in boating, they say where the rocks are. Mm -hmm. So it's the same kind of thing. We we are looking for it's a survival technique. But the problem is, we're not fighting bears. A lot of that we just invent because it's in our wiring. So so we have to fight it. We have to say "Uh, that's not something I need to worry about. Keep the focus on things that are legitimate. And there again, unnecessary worry just weighs us down. Fine. Solutions, make a plan, and then let go of things that don't matter. For heaven's sakes, right.
1: even if, even if you take an hour out of your day to watch funny YouTube videos or, or do something yes. humorous or, or do something to take you away from the stress that's out there, and and, and I know that we have at least three members in, in our NSA chapter that I, I think to help deal with stress and and have some time to think, they they, they build jigsaw puzzles. Yes, I see a lot of people doing that. I see a lot of people building. I know. And I'm going jigsaw puzzles. But then then someone said, I was on a, a virtual happy hour last night. I said, Oh, they go, I love jigsaw puzzles because it takes me away from everything. I can focus on, you know, these thousand pieces and trying to solve this puzzle. And I went, That's nice. I can only do six. <laughs> 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 Doesn't help. But yeah, it's just finding different things to take your mind off of it. And you said it. Turn the news off.
0: Yeah, and you and you know managing our stress or, or whatever we do to get keep ourselves sane—that's a very individual thing. A jigsaw puzzle would. Uh, my stress level would never be higher. <laughs> I, I'm with you, brother. I'm like really. I mean, I'll give an example. I tried gardening one time. Some people they they bro, huh? grow. I mean, they're just at zen yes. when they garden. They're they're in the dirt. They grow beautiful flowers and fruits and vegetables. I'm very envious. I tried it one time, and I'm going to tell you something. I'd rather be beat to death. My, I got it. Let me tell you, I got (laughs) it on a community gardening program through the ag department at our little college here. So everybody had a four by twelve raised bed bed plot, and my stuff just wasn't growing. Well, I was the newbie, so they stuck me down by the cemetery, and like the (laughs) animals were like ravaging my stuff. It was all. I remember when I had a tomato; it was on the ground, and a deer had taken a bite out of it and left it. (laughs) You know, like those family members that take a bite out of the chocolate in the box and then put it back. I and I was so desperate for a homegrown tomato. I thought, how dirty could a deer's lips really be? And I was, I mean, I thought like that because you see these people when the tomatoes first come out, they're on Facebook with a picture that look my first tomato, like their new grandchild, you know. Then, oh, here I am with my first BLT. Eat your hearts out. You don't have tomatoes. I have fresh tomatoes. But you cannot wrench a tomato out of their hands, but you wait three weeks, there'll be anonymous bags showing up on your porch. So, anyway, one person's stress enhancer can be another person's stress reducer. We're very individual in that way. So, a lot, you know, like quilting. Huh. I feel like I have one quilt in me before I die, but, I'm, but I'll never start it because it just, the tedium of it. But other people, I mean, their stress just melts away. Same with golf. Oh, just kill me. You know? <laughs> I awful. I mean, I you know, I'm throwing stuff. I, I mean, I, I I become a person I don't even recognize. And other people, they're all out there with nature and the green and the uh. So it's just an individual thing. So it's what works for us. So we have to nourish our soul. And for heaven's sakes, during these times, avoid those energy vampires, people that suck you dry. Luckily, with a lot of us doing social distancing and quarantining, we can. But you know they're still going to call. They're going to text. You know, avoid them at all costs. Our time and energy is limited right now, even though we have tons of it. But still, quality time and energy is limited.
1: I'm putting this. On, I'm definitely going to put this video on, on on YouTube, and people can go. <laughs> I and hope and
0: see, so I did hair and makeup.
1: I know, and I'm sitting there laughing so hard. I'm crying. <laughs> so, I do know something how you how you manage your stress, and you get very creative. And doing that because you like to work out. I do.
0: I do. And you know, I I do. I've become one of these people I used to hate, a health nut. And, (laughs) you know, I mean, I've been through it all. I'm 28 years clean and sober from drug and alcohol abuse. I smoked cigarettes 25 years. This is why I don't judge anybody where they are on the path. We're all working on something. But I mean, for me, addictions are like a game of whack-a-mole, you know? It's like, oh, I drink too much. I'm going to do drugs. Drug. I'm going to be drugs. I'm going to drink more. I'm going to smoke cigarettes 25 years. Stop that. Discover the joy of sugar and carbs. Gain 40 pounds. Lose most of that. Start buying shoes online. It never freaking ends. So I do, I work out. And I tell you, I, I am. I am one of these people I used to hate. It is air and water for me. So when my gym closed, because in our state, yeah. it was mandatory. Our gym owner opened the gym for one hour. And we were allowed to check out equipment to take home with us. Oh wow. And it was I mean I have a few things around, you know, but but I got uh, like three sets of weights, a band, I got a step bench which I can do step aerobics on. And yes, by all means get outside. I live right by a bike path. I'm very fortunate. So on nice days I get out and walk and I do my, you know, my exercises and, and so it, it it's vital now. More than ever. That, that we try to at least go in our backyards, get some fresh air. You know, it's just—it's so important to
1: take care of ourselves now. It really is. Yes, it, it is. And, and exercise is—you know—I I love riding. I love riding my bike, and 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 I haven't really been. So I brought it in the house. I got a little trainer, and I got set up on side of the other side of my my desk, and got on it last night for about a half an hour. Said, oh, God, I've missed my bike. Then this morning I got went, Oh, God, I forgot I had those muscles.
0: I know, right? Yeah, yes, I know.
1: But, but, you know, I, I, that's how I, that's how I've always managed my stress is to, through
0: exercise and stuff. And and also just get, just slow down and meditate. You kind of touched on this. You know, it's interesting. I follow Jerry Seinfeld, uh, personally, probably more than professionally. I know that sounds weird, but Mm -hmm. he's always been fascinating to me and people ask him, you know, about your success, this and that, and the other, he has a work ethic. Like you wouldn't believe Mm -hmm. he gets up and goes to work. He takes his kids to school and goes to the office. He says, I'm a comedian. That's what I do. It's my job. He's worth $800 million. It's not about money with him, but he, he will tell you things he does. And he says, you know, people ask me about the secret success, this and that. I do this one thing that nobody, they're like, oh yeah. Okay. But what else do you do? He said, I really believe it's a secret to my success for 30 years. He meditates every day. Really? I didn't know that. Every day. Yes. 20 minutes, and you can get meditation, um, like songs. You know, where it's just a song, and it, it is hard. You close your eyes, your mind's darting all over the place. And I, and I admit, I fall in and out of it. Actually, I went through a period where I meditated like an hour a day. Well, actually, I nap, but meditate sounds much <laughs> less lazy. <laughs> but I, but I, I, fall in and out of it, and I wish I were that disciplined getting dedicated. Uh, bada boom. Uh, I, I lean right like into dedicated. that one. <laughs>
1: you do an hour? Yeah, yeah I know.
0: Well, I, I nap, but it just sounds less lazy. Yeah.
1: Because,
0: because I, the I meditate.
1: I, I, so, so my big question about meditation, and since you meditate, maybe you can help me with this, is my mind as, as in Blazing Saddles, my my mind's a raging torrent, flooded with three of thought, cascading to a waterfall of creative alternatives. Otherwise, it's always going. And yes. to, to stop it, I don't
0: I don't know that you're supposed to stop it. You're supposed to let them go by. You let the thoughts go by. I mean, it's, read up on it. It's it's uh it's fascinating, and it's um the times I, it's hard. I mean, at first, the times I've been able to sink into that state, I'm going to tell you, it puts you in sort of a state of calm and perspective for the rest of the day. It really can set the tone. So why do I fall out of it? I have no idea. Why do we not do the things we know work? Why why we just get we get out of habits we. You know, I'm very disciplined in some areas and other other areas like that. In fact, right. that's going to be my name. By golly, I'm going to commit right now. I'm going to go back to. I'm going to get the meditation CD out and start doing it again.
1: Okay, you should post on your Facebook page day one of meditation. <laughs> yeah, I've committed <laughs> back to it. I've, I've got yeah, an audience I of people to. Again, you know, yeah, exactly. And actually, I will, I will read up on, on on meditation. It's interesting, but we 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 I'll use this analogy. Uh, when Dan Thurman came to our chapter. And he started juggling. I hadn't juggled in years. So after that, I was motivated to juggle. And I juggled every single day. First time I had, like, I think my first day, I was able to keep 26, you know, balls in the air consecutively. At one point, I was up to about 350 rotations. Wait,
0: three three hundred
1: 350 balls? No, no, no. Rotations. Three balls, oh, rotations. Oh, God,
0: 350, no. 350 But Peter, you're the wrong profession. Three, right. I got 350 balls in the air at once.
1: Yeah. No, that, that's that's my day job. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's just what we're talking about.
1: And I was doing it every single day, every single day, every single day. The day ninety two came, and I forgot to do it. And I haven't been able to get back into the habit again. Interesting. Yeah, and I was. I mean, I was. I, I I I took. I took my juggling balls on the road with me. Traveled with them everywhere. Doing four thirty in the morning, and, and and I was committed to it. And then I think, well, I think complacency hits.
0: It's so easy to break patterns. And yeah. It, it's, yeah. And that's why, really, once you get serious about something, I think it should be in your calendar. Just it like your doctor's appointment. I, that's one thing I do at the beginning of the month. I schedule all of my workouts. Because I do classes. They're at 530. This is when I'm in town. On the road, it's a little more of a challenge. Yeah. But I'm getting better at that, too. And I will schedule those. And I'll take the clothes. I'll say, you scheduled a workout. So a lot of times what I do, like say I get to a hotel at 4 o'clock. When I go in there, I do not sit down. I might unpack a little bit. I don't sit down. If I sit down, it's over. I go straight to those workout clothes, put them on, go down to the gym. I can't, if I'm telling you, I just know if I sit down, I'm done. I'm not going to feel like I'm going to put it off and then it's over. So you have to be strong enough to know your weakness. With some people, like when we're, when we are working, you know, in offices mm-hmm. and so forth, they can't go home first. They got to go straight to the gym. Don't think right. about it, just go. So right. you have to find something you don't hate.
2: Right. You may not
0: love it, but at least you don't hate it. You have to find something you can, you know, can live with. Hopefully, right. if you do it long enough, you'll grow to love it. And then again, it will become like air and water. That's, that's my philosophy on exercise. But it takes a long time. Most people it, don't have the patience because you go through. It's horrible. Those first few months, you gain weight. Yeah. I mean, to go through all that and get because you're gaining muscle, probably. Right. Right. You know, And it's demoralizing. It's demoralizing. It's terrible
1: your appetite your appetite decreases
0: all the time yeah. and it's it's you're not seeing results and it's it's torture to go through and you feel terrible after and but to hang in just hang in long enough and usually for most people it's 6 months then it'll it'll turn it begin to turn around you won't hate it you'll you'll tolerate it then you'll like it then you'll love it then you won't be able to live without it
1: then you're addicted but but that's a good mm-hmm. addiction yeah. yeah
0: you become one of those people that you used to hate
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a reformed smoker. Uh, I, I think I quit 15, 20 years ago, and, and I, I absolutely can't stand the smell of cigarettes. Absolutely cannot stand the smell of cigarettes. Oh,
0: yeah. I know, at, right? At,
1: at we're the worst. Well, yeah, we're, yeah. Oh,
0: the worst. But,
1: I know. Right. Right. But it took a while, but yeah, you went know, cold turkey. But it's got to be something that through this time that we focus our mind on, that's good for us. That's good for our families. That's, that's you know, we, we, we try to have at least one or two nights a week here to have a gin, gin rummy night. Unless my Oh, son, that's nice. Unless my son wins too much, then we can't put up with his <laughs> attitude, his, his, ego, his confidence. Then, we're, okay, we have to find something else to do. Uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a movie night, but just something to take our mind off of everything else that's going on and just give it a rest.
0: Well, distraction is a wonderful tool. It can be overdone if we're using distraction too much to where we're not getting things done that we want or need to do. Yeah. But as a coping tool or is a... Yes, distraction is wonderful. And you, it sounds like you're doing it beautifully and it's, it's great advice. Well, it's a, here's the
1: other piece of advice. We will fail. You said, you know, we we will fail. And yesterday was a failure day. I just kind of walked around here lost a little bit. And, yeah. and I had a, I had my to-do list and stuff. And, uh, and you know, I found about everything else in the world to do except what I was yes. supposed to do. And then I woke up this morning, I, I called BS. And I got everything done from yesterday, got everything done from today, and just went, okay, that was just, I'm going to have those days.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a there? new day. Just start over. It's a new day, that's all. Right. I mean, same with exercise. You fall off and you get back up, you know? Maybe you fall off for a month, life gets in the way. Just get back up. Just keep getting back up on that horse. That's what it is. And I think, too, people have to be gentle with themselves and be patient. No new skill comes overnight. You know, if you want to learn to play the piano, you think you're going to sit down and play Bach the first time? Nope. You're going to learn scales. Oh, here's a better one. Guitar. You play guitar, your fingers are going to bleed. You're going to get blisters. I mean, I don't know if people who don't play guitar realize, but you're going to, it's going to take, it's going to hurt. It's going to really hurt takes a long time to build those calluses. And then if you don't play for a long time, you lose them, then you kind of got to start over with that. But you don't learn anything. It's day by day, step by step, moment by moment. And you just have to ride through. When you hit a wall, maybe take a few steps back, but then just go around or over that wall you know, and, and, and proceed. That, that, that's really what it's about. It's easier said than done, for sure, as are all these principles.
1: Right. And, and, and the part that I, I want everybody to remember is, it's easier, it's easier said than done. You will fail, but tomorrow's another day. Get up and try it again. Yes. And, and, and start with one thing. I, I've talked to some folks and, well, I'm gonna, I, I, I've, I've always wanted to play the guitar, so I've, I've got a guitar, I'm going to play that. Also, I'm going to try to learn a language. Oh, no, excuse me. That was my brother in a conversation today. <laughs> that all the, the three or four things that he's going to do. And I'm like, dude, just pick one. Right. You're not going to do right. all three. That's right. Just pick one.
0: Yeah. It's hard to, you know, you kind of, sometimes have to kind of take one thing at a time. uh, Multitasking is completely overrated, I think. And I don't think we have the ability to do it that we think we do. You literally mentally, you really can only focus on one thing. You can do muscle memory and talk. You can crochet and talk, but when you, you, you may jump from one thing to another and it's very fast, but you're not really multitasking. You're doing one task, another one task, another. So it's, it's, you know, you lose your rhythm and this doesn't really work. I mean, that's what the science tells us.
1: So as we wrap up this interview, we've given, you've given a lot of advice and a lot of different things out there for them to do. So could you put that in a little package with a nice little bow and tell them the one thing that to stick with, to do, to try to adhere whether we're locked indoors for the next three weeks or the next month and a half? To help them deal with it, with this stress, it's, yeah,
0: remember it's temporary. It's temporary, and make the best of it the best you can. Have the most fun you can. Be honest with yourself about your feelings, though. Again, don't. I don't think people should gloss over them. I find myself doing that. And it's like the grief process. If you try to gloss over a couple of the steps, you're going to have to come back and revisit them, or it'll come out in another way through unhealthy habits or you know bouts of rage or depression. Any of that, just just day at a time. You know, it's a simple advice. It's the stuff our moms all told us, but it's so true. Just take it one day at a time. Make the best of it. Look at these changes as an adventure. Try to find the opportunities in the adversity. And I guess that'd be my, my that would sum it up.
1: So, I, I love having these conversations with it. But you just said said something that's very powerful. That I think that that struck me right between the eyes is don't gloss over your feelings.
0: Yes. yes. Don't, I believe in don't, keeping it real. Yeah, being honest with
1: yourself. Don't compartmentalize them. Just yes. when you're feeling a certain way, that's, and you can feel it within your body, share it with your family, share it with your spouse, share it with your... I have, I, have, I have two dogs, and they listen to me all the time. They just think I'm the smartest person in the world.
0: Right.
1: But just even talking to them sometimes. So before this all happened, it was just me and the dogs when I was home. At times, i talked to my dogs. Somebody, yeah. They listen, but it's getting it out.
0: Sure. It's Except, that stuff in it. Wait, hold on in here. Hold on. Uh oh. Um, she just walked by. I don't have a dog. I live. Oh, come Uh-oh. Here. Uh-oh. This is who I
1: live
0: with.
1: I know. I, I, and, and um,
0: her name is say Sayson. Right. Can You say hi to the people. I say. She is so over me. She. I think she's <laughs> really tired of me being in her territory. Yeah,
1: she's got. She, she goes. a girl, though. She goes, Mom's one of those FTEs I heard about a few a little while ago. I'm gonna have to put her on a warning. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so very much always enjoy the conversation. You always make me laugh. So this has been this has been my therapy for today is a conversation with you and you're making me laugh and also giving some great advice. And I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to, be, to spend with me.
0: Absolutely, it's absolutely my pres- pleasure. And Peter, keep doing the good work you're doing. This is a wonderful thing you're doing. You're really helping people and and um, just, just keep fighting the good fight. That's all we can do. Thank you very much.
1: Now I'm just going to sign off by saying, please, everyone, be healthy, practice social distancing, be safe, and implement a couple of these tips from Kay today to help
2: ease your stress. Like what you just heard? Visit c sweetradiocom C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business.